Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. No choice, Mr. Newhouse. We know you had a motive to kill your brother and the opportunity. Now, suppose you forget this fantastic story of yours and tell me how he really died. A man dies under mysterious circumstances. It happens every day, but not when the victim is Raymond Newhouse and his brother Albert seems to be the only witness the only living person who can explain how Raymond died. The key word here is living, the only living person who could explain the death. But according to Albert, there are legions of others who could testify that it is possible that Raymond could have perished exactly the way Albert says he did. Only, of course, we can't hear their testimonies. They're dead, too. In just a moment, Albert tells his bizarre story, and you can be the judge as Crisis presents a study in suspense, The Door of Lotim. We begin in one minute. Look, Mr. Newhouse, it's late. We're getting nowhere. I, I know it sounds fantastic to you, Captain Bird, but, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. If there's any part of it you didn't understand... Mr. Newhouse, I'm a policeman, not an archaeologist. I don't care about ancient Egyptian tombs. All I care about is why a man would die the way your brother did. Now, you've got the answer to that, and I want it. Then let me tell you again, Captain. Is it going to make sense this time? I can only tell you what I know. All right. Well, wait a minute. Hey, Andy... Send in some hot coffee, will you? All right, Mr. Newhouse. Let's take it from the top again. Well, as you know, my brother Raymond was a very wealthy man. Everyone knows that. He was only three years older than I am, but he and I were very different from each other. Raymond became enormously successful when he took over Dad's publishing business, but I... I was never interested in the business world. I did postgraduate work in Egyptology at Oxford. When I told Raymond I was going to Egypt for a summer of study, he wrote that he was flying over to London to talk to me. I couldn't imagine what we would have to talk about after all. You actually live in this dumpy little room? <laughs> You've really turned into a drudge, Albert. It's enough for me. Yeah. You cook here, too, huh? Yeah, I can tell you do. Lamb chops, right? I'm sure you didn't fly all this way to inspect my living quarters. <laughs> no, you're right, I didn't. Then, what did bring you here? Your letter. About your trip to Egypt. What about it? I want to go along. Why? Look, you're figuring on spending the summer in the Nile Valley where it almost never rains. You're going to be plenty uncomfortable as it is. Now... Why not let me put us up in style? Air-conditioned, motorhome, a helicopter to take us where we want to go. Raymond. Yeah? What is it? What are you building? 
Now, what kind of question is that? I'm going to Egypt to try to add a tiny bit of knowledge to what we know about one of the, the oldest civilizations on Earth. Now, where are you going? Just for curiosity's sake, that's all. Believe me, Albert. Our plane got us into Cairo at night. As we stood on the balcony of our hotel room overlooking the ancient city, I began to understand the real reason Raymond had wanted to Incredible, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Albert, if you were going to look for something from the tombs of the pharaohs, where would you look? In the Egyptian museum here in Cairo. No, no, this is something no museum could get its hands on. What are you talking about? Why do you think I came out here? Does it have something to do with money? Listen, Albert. What do you know about an old Egyptian named Lotim? Lotim? Lotim was a warrior, if I'm not mistaken. Go on. Um, lived about 2500 B.C. He was born a slave, rose to become one of the kings of Thebes. How do you know about him? A writer submitted a manuscript. I'm thinking of publishing it. In fact, I've already bought it. Well, you do read something besides sensational novels. Oh, this guy's right. This is plenty sensational. He claims that the tomb of Lotim has never been found. I think that's right. Well, he thinks he knows where it is. Oh. That he's right. You become a hero for finding him, right? There really aren't many hero archaeologists, Ray. Okay, but I mean, it'd be a feather in your cap, though, right? Oh, for sure. All right, then. I'm willing to bankroll the whole excavation. Ray, look, wait a minute. You need official permission to dig in the tomb lands. And anything you find will probably wind up in the Egyptian museum. I'm way ahead of you, little brother. Well, you, you've got some kind of deal working. Is that it? You're the Egypt expert. Tell me about Lotin's tomb. I can't. Nobody knows for sure what's in a tomb until they open it. But if he was a king, there'd be a lot of treasure in it. Right? Of course. But, but there's no way you could keep any of the gold or bronze. I don't want the gold or the bronze. Albert, you're an expert on this stuff, and you haven't guessed it. According to this writer, the Egyptians were the first people in the world to make glass. I know that. Their first glass was made somewhere around 1500 B.C. Well, suppose that was off by a thousand years. What? Albert... We are going to try and find a glass door made for the tomb of Lotin almost 4,500 years ago. And if we find it, it's mine. Of course, the manuscript my brother bought contained the inevitable map. It designated a certain area as the suspected site of Lotin's tomb. We drove to the spot near the Nile River. Is this it? You sure? Yes. Well, what's what's going on? All those ropes and flags. They're diggings. Old ones. Wait a minute. You, you mean somebody's been here before us? For a long, long time. No. There's some mistake. There's no mistake, Ray. Someone sold you a piece of paper. We drove back to Cairo in silence. My brother sat leaning back in the seat, staring straight ahead at the burning white sands. 
When we got to the hotel, he went into the bar. I went upstairs to our room. I took a shower and then stretched out on my bed. Must have fallen asleep. Suddenly, I, I awoke to the sound of Raymond standing over me, cursing me. I'm giving you ten minutes to pack up and get out. What's the matter? You know what's the matter. You tricked me. What are you talking about? You're drunk. I want you out of here in ten minutes. Oh, go take a shower. Sit up and listen to me. Now, you didn't drive me to the spot on the map, did you? Meaning what? Meaning you want the door for yourself. So you drove me to some old worked-over spot where everything's already been found. Where did you get that idea? I'm a real scientist I met downstairs. Oh, and he told you he could find the tomb, I suppose. That's right. And what's more, I believe him. You would. All right, Ray. You believe whatever you want to. I'll get out. It won't take me ten minutes. Then listen. If you try to beat me to the tomb... Oh, help me off. I'll, I'll stick you off there and let the buzzer have you. It was late afternoon in Cairo, and I took my clothes and what money I had with me and walked through the teeming city until I stood before the, the huge building that housed the Egyptian Museum. Inside was the greatest collection of early Egyptian treasure in the world and the source of most of the knowledge of the ancient time of Lotim. From lighted glass cases stared the heavy gold mummy masks of Egyptian kings, the bronze statues of venerated animals in the stylized fashion of early Egyptian craftsmen, aisle after aisle of lustrous treasure, one of the most advanced civilizations on earth. But I was after something more specific, I didn't know exactly what. Well, apparently, my dilemma was obvious. A short, tan gentleman in a white shirt and trousers walked over to me. Excuse me. May I help you with something? Yes, I, I hope so. I am Dr. Ben Adam, the associate curator. I'm Albert Newhouse, doctor, doing graduate work at Oxford. Yes. Doctor, the tomb of Lotim, has it ever been found? Lotim? No, in fact, it lives only in legend. Uh, Lotim is said to be a strange man, a visionary. You know very little about him. Is it likely that he could have been buried with a, a glass door to his tomb? Glass? <laughs> My dear Mr. Newhouse, if you are a student of Egyptology, you must have learned that glass was not produced in Egypt until about 1500 B.C. Lotim lived... 2,500 B.C., a thousand years earlier. Yes, yes, that's right. But a, uh, a friend of mine is convinced that was a, a glass door placed in Lotim's tomb. Excuse me? Your friend is badly mistaken. Now, was there something else? It's closing time. I spent the next few weeks concentrating on my studies. Days I spent under the broiling sun at a digging site where I was employed as an assistant. In the evening, I devoured every printed word I could find on the subject of the reign of King the III. But the days were filled with sun and, and sweat, and, and through the painstaking weeks we uncovered nothing. 
course, I hadn't heard again from Raymond and didn't expect to. After turning me out with a threat to kill me, I preferred never to think of him again. But, but one night, in my tiny rented room... Who is it? Your long-lost big brother. Open up. Greeting I get? What do you want? I want to see you. Now, now let me in. Here. Where can I put this? What is it? Bottle of wine. You can keep it. Oh, now listen, kid. You got a big chip on your shoulder. You put it there. All right, all right. I'm sorry about last time, okay? What do you want, Raymond? To talk to you. All right. You can sit there. Where are you going to sit? I can stand. Jeez, what a closet. Well, you can always leave. Okay. I guess I deserve it. I'm really sorry about... Well, I was smashed, and, and I was mad. Did your scientist lead you to the Holy Grail? What? Did you find the door to Lotim? That's why I looked you up. I laid enough money around, and I finally came up with something that looks good. But I can't trust anyone to evaluate it for me except you. Change of heart, Raymond? On our last meeting, I seem to recall you accused me of tricking you. Look, just forget everything I said that day, will you? Albert, I've been out every day with my crew. We've been digging on private property. You know what that means? It means you could be arrested. I bought the property. It's mine. It's, it's the backyard of a little mud hut out in the farming area down by the Nile. Well, anyway, we have definitely found a tomb. You have? Yes. I made sure I could identify it, and then I paid off my diggers and sent them away. I figured you and I could finish it off. Will you help? What makes you think it's the tomb of Lotim? Because of a cablegram I got from the guy who wrote the manuscript and drew the map. It seems he made a small mistake in copying the map from where he got it. He corrected the mistake, and we found the grave exactly where the new map said it'd be. And you owned the land? Right. Well, I, I bought it through an Egyptian national, so it'll all be legal. But yes, it's mine. Will you help? First thing in the morning, all right? With the first light of dawn, Raymond and I fell to digging the site in the small yard. Most of the earth had already been removed. And suddenly, my spade broke through into a subterranean room. We did it! down into the black hole into the earth. The flashlight was glistening on the serene gold face of a mask covering a mummified body. But the main beam of light shone on something that reflected its light back at us from the rear of the tomb. It was a golden rectangle, framed in delicate scrollwork, perhaps five feet high by two and a half feet wide. And set within the frame in complex geometric patterns were various shades and textures of glass. The first glass made by man. We had found the door of Lotim. Raymond and I removed the door of Lotim, and he arranged to have it smuggled aboard a ship at Alexandria and delivered to his estate in California. 
It was late August when at last we flew home. Raymond could scarcely wait to get into his huge beach home. He beckoned me to follow, and we raced up the curving Spanish stairs and down the long hall to his bedroom. And there, at the end of the hall, where an oak door had stood, had been mounted. The door of Lotim. What do you think of that? You... You had it mounted in a wooden frame and and hung as a bedroom door? Ah, pretty neat job they did, wouldn't you say? All this for a bedroom door? Sure. I, I don't think you should have done that, Raymond. Why not? This door belongs to the world, not to one man. Who says so? Who paid for it? I did. I bribed ten guys to dig it out. Bribed a dozen more guys to pack and ship it. Where are you going? Down, downstairs, Ray. I feel a little sick. That was last night. I spent the night in one of the guest rooms down the hall. It was a nice, calm, moonlit night. But sometime around 2 a.m., I, I awoke... I don't know what woke me, but I, I lay there thinking I, I, I'd heard something. Finally, I got up. I opened my bedroom door. I could see down the hall. There was a faint light coming through the door of Lotim, way down at the other end. I walked toward it. I, I was drawn to it. As I came closer and, and closer, I... I wanted to turn and run, to, to run out of the house and keep on running. My brother was in the room behind that door. And I kept moving closer until I stood directly before it. And then I reached out my hand and gently touched the door. And beyond the door, Raymond was gone. The room was gone. The house was gone. The very earth was gone. And I was looking out on the immensity of space. Well, I'll say this, Mr. Newhouse. You sure don't change your story. The point is, Captain... My brother last night became one with eternity by having gone through the door of Lotim. Uh -huh. Okay, supposing I buy that story. Uh, where is this door of Lotim? When I pushed it open last night, it fell out of its frame and followed Raymond into eternity. Into eternity. Yeah, I, I was afraid you'd say that. The Door of Lotim featured Jim Kelly, Douglas Young, Duncan McLean, and Bill Swain, and was written and directed by yours truly. Jim French.